superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. How about this? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Show. The Diminisher. Touchdown! Titans! Three times for Derrick Henry. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Dallas Cowboys have what other teams want. What normally takes down the Cowboys and what they have to battle, and maybe not, but the head coaching decision making. Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. Coming up, Fox Sports football analyst Bruce Feldman. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Sam Amick of The Athletic joined us last hour to talk about the breaking story out of Philadelphia that the Sixers have suspended Ben Simmons for their season opener tomorrow night at New Orleans because of conduct detrimental that apparently um, uh, Simmons, who wants out, we all know that, um, was at practice today and... um, was asked by Doc Rivers to get in a defensive drill twice, both times refused, so he sent him home. And the video, I guess, of him in sweatpants with his cell phone sticking out uh, and photograph, is that, apparently, is that from yesterday? Is that, that was, that's a dated video? That's so... Apparently, yeah, that picture, picture's from yesterday. Okay. Still, sweat sweatpants, I'm like, I'm with Seinfeld. It is the sign of, uh, of giving up. It's just nuts. It's giving up. It's crazy. So, I'm with Seinfeld. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Larry David's in studio tomorrow. Should I ask him about his thoughts on somebody practicing in sweatpants? That'll be great. He probably oh, likes boy, it. Boy, I cannot wait. By the way, at this point tomorrow, top of our third hour is when I will turn to my right and I'll see LD in this chair in person, in studio, and we're going to have a good time. Let's go. And I'm just going to be sitting there with a smile oh, on my face. Oh, like boy. Just smiling, just laughing wait. the whole time. Oh, just going to hurt. So make a note of it at this point tomorrow. Uh, our hour number one guest was Marshall Falk talking about how terrific Derrick Henry looked last night. And uh, Marshall's, without a doubt, was his answer when I asked him if he thought that he would be sharing a bust gallery room in Canton, Ohio with Derrick Henry one day. Without a doubt was his response. Clearly. Well, you say clearly. I said that he's got a shot to go run down Emmett. You're like, well, what are you talking about, Rich? Well, just because he won't do that doesn't mean he's not going to get no, a gold jacket. No, I know that. But, <laughs> you know okay, I mean? so there's, there's a gray area, and that's where we'll meet. Yeah, okay. well, I mean, obviously. you just right, no, I, the, guy doesn't, the guy has barely over 7,000-yard career rushes. Yeah, if he were to quit today. Saying, that's what I'm saying. Okay. But he's going to keep diminishing people for years yes. to come, Rich. Way to use that nickname, the <laughs> diminisher. I'm holding off on the bust. Uh, and joining us right now, let's talk a little bit of college football because we didn't hit this yesterday because of all the pro football talk that we were discussing. Um, that Ed Orgeron and LSU have decided mm. middle of October, let's part ways at the end of the year. This story is bananas. Very weird. And does the list of coaches to fill that slot start with Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M joining us right here uh who he wrote about this very subject on the athletic joining us also from Fox Sports is our friend Bruce Feldman once again how are you Bruce I'm doing well Rich 
Good to be on with you. Sorry, I'm going to be. I could have been in the studio t- tomorrow to meet Larry David. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll I'll give you a little bit more heads up next time. <laughs> How about that? Um, so let's get into this. Uh, where did this come from with uh, Ed Orgeron and LSU? We we know obviously the losing, but is there something else behind the scenes that we're missing? Where this takes no, place? No, I think the biggest thing, honestly, is he didn't win enough. It's the AD who who is there now. Scott Woodward is a guy who loves to make flashy hires. Scott Woodward's not the AD who hired LSU. He took over right before the national title uh, season in 2019. I think what really hurt Ogeron as much as anything was he made some bad coordinator hires. He made some really good ones to help him win the national title, and then the ones after that didn't work out. Bo Pelini as a defensive coordinator last year was a disastrous hire, and then he was on a hot seat, and he went with two younger uh, first-time play callers who have done an okay job, but there's been some growing pains. And Ogeron did not have much margin for error. National title or not, uh, a year ago, he did not have much margin for error. And I think that has cost them. And so, you know, I think it's, I think it's really as simple as that. He just did not, uh, did not win enough in the last 18 months after winning a national title. Okay, so then now what? I mean, and why, why, why is he sticking around the rest of the season? They just figure that's better... If he agrees to stick around, then it's better than just putting an interim in there. Or, you know, I mean. Yeah, I think. Remember, he's getting seventeen million dollars uh, to walk away. So this is a school. This was his dream school growing up. He obviously is a native of Louisiana, and I, I couldn't tell. He, I couldn't tell. I couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah, I know. He yeah. sounds like he's from Brooklyn, right? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Right. He ended up, you know, feeling like, okay, I want to still coach my team and, and ride this out. And so we'll we'll see where it goes from there. But I think at this point, you know, this was the solution for, that they had worked out over the last week or so that he would stay on to finish out the year. I'm not sure what an interim would have, would have done for them. I mean, at one point, I remember having the conversation with him, what, and this is before they beat Florida last weekend, was like, hey, what happens if you go on a little roll? Do you think that gets you... You know, do you think that gets you off the hot seat? And he was like, no, they want to go in a different direction. You know, he kind of was kind of he knew what was going on, um, you know, before obviously everything came out Sunday. You know, whether they beat Florida, which they did, and even if they beat Ole Miss, even if they somehow were to knock off Alabama, the leadership at LSU had already decided we want a new guy in there, and so that's the direction. Okay, and so. Uh... You know, I, I, I read your story. I'll, I, I don't want to cannibalize it. You do what you wish uh, to share whatever you are, whatever you wish uh, on The Athletic. I saw a photograph of Jimbo Fisher on Twitter, which, I'll be honest, led me to also click on it. Like, really? Texas A&M's Jimbo Fisher? That's the guy that they're going to well, try and target? You know, Rich, keep in mind, the guy who, who hired Jimbo Fisher away from, from Florida State is Scott Woodward when he was the AD there. So mm-hmm. he has a relationship. Uh, he is he was also the guy who got Chris Peterson to lead Boise to go to Washington when he was the AD at Washington. So he has a track record. I mean, even his, his women's basketball coach now, Kim Mulkey, won national titles at Baylor. He got he signed her. So I think you know, from what I my reporting is he's already had a conversation with Jimbo Fisher. Huh. Jimbo Fisher sounds like he's you know, not going to make this jump at this point. He has no buyout, though, at A&M. He could leave without penalty. It's just, you know, he's already got four years in at Texas A&M to trying to build a foundation there. I'm not sure, you know, how, why he would make the move to, to LSU in that case. I was told by another 
another source close to Scott Woodward that he was going to take a big swing and see if Dabo Sweeney had any interest. Dabo Sweeney only has a $3 million buyout, but he's in the ACC where there's no Alabama and there's no Kirby Smart in Georgia recruiting like they are. So when you're in Clemson, you're dominant, you know, built to dominate there. Now they're having a down year, but still, I'd be surprised if he was tempted to leave. I understand Scott Woodward really, uh, Scott Woodward, you know, wants big, hot, big name hires. I know the new president at LSU really likes James Franklin at Penn State. He coached in the SEC, did a terrific job at Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt used to be awful. Then he got there and got him in the top 25 a couple seasons. Then he left, and Vanderbilt went back to being awful. Um, I don't know if James Franklin would, would be tempted to leave uh, leave Penn State for LSU. I don't know if he'd be tempted to leave Penn State for USC, but he's definitely got some interest. And then the name that we reported this weekend, Mel Tucker. He's at your rival school, Michigan State. Done a really nice job there. A lot of key people at LSU are very enamored with him, I'm told. You know, so would he make that move? Would he be a big enough, you know, it's a little bit of a gamble because this is the first year in three years as a head coach that Mel Tucker's going to have a winning season. People are really impressed with him, but, you know, is that is that a big enough name for them? I don't know. We'll see how this plays out. Well, I mean, uh, Michigan State has sent a head coach to LSU before, right? I mean, that that's happened. It kind of yeah, worked, I think kind of worked out. worked out to be a good hire for them. <laughs> I'm referring to Nick Saban. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I have no problem if Mel Tucker wants to take that job. I'll be very happy if that happens. I mean, yeah, he's, get him out of the state, right? Uh, he's got no, a little you want to avoid. No him. doubt. No, no doubt about that. So that's a fascinating story that uh, will be playing out with USC also in the market. Which one's a better job? Which one would you take? Uh, I live in Los Angeles. I like the weather out here. Yeah. You're asking the wrong guy. But um, there's no humidity here. I know there's humidity in Baton Rouge. <laughs> yes. the, the, the reason why I think if you're James Franklin, if you were, if you feel like you're, you would, you're open to leaving Penn State, you know, there's no Nick Saban in Alabama in the Pac-12 South, right? I mean, and even if you're, even if you get past that part of it, look what Kirby Smart has amassed talent-wise with all these five stars. He's in the same conference. He's not in the same division, but you're still going to have to go through that to win a conference title. Uh, you know what the state of the Pac-12 is right now. Yep. I mean, the Pac-12 South is 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 mush at this point, and so. I don't know. I mean, to me, that's the part where it's just like, if if you can convince the coaches, whoever you're trying to woo at, at if you're USC, whether it's Luke Fickle from Cincinnati or James Franklin, you know, at Penn State, I think the big the one of the big selling points is you know the head coach is going to get paid in a big way. Will they convince them that their support staff and their assistants will? will get paid where they don't feel like the cost of living is a dramatic difference from the college towns those those coaches are in now and what they're what how that plays out i think that's the biggest selling point usc has to convince whoever they try to land bruce feldman college football insider from the athletic and fox sports few minutes left with him here on the rich eisen show washington state's now suddenly got an opening huh what yeah that, that thing has been a fiasco um for you know, a couple of months now, in terms of the situation with Nick Rolovich, the relationship had just withered away to nothing uh, with he and his bosses. So now, what's tricky there is basically it's not just Rolovich. Rolovich and four of his assistants, and this isn't like Alabama or some of these other places where you have like twenty analysts that you can plug in. They got to find other coaches who are you know basically on the street who are available. 
who would jump in to finish the second half of the season. And be vaccinated, and, right? I mean, again, for those who may not yeah. know, uh, Rolovich refused to get vaccinated and was given, what, an ultimatum to, to get the shot? And he refused, and they obliged him with the ability to go get the, you know, be unvaccinated elsewhere, correct? That's That's what happened? Yeah, in a nutshell. And then, you know, now we'll see what they do in their in their coaching search, you know, later on. Because like I said right now, I talked to the AD last night and they just said, you know, they had some contingency plans. But now to line up people, because it's not just Rolovich. Rolovich is a hands-on offensive coach. It's his offensive coordinator also was, was let go and his offensive line coach. So... And runs a run and shoot. It's not like you're going to find a bunch of coaches who are versed in that offense who are out there, you know. So they're not, you know. Mouse Davis is 89 years old. I don't know if Mouse Davis is a guy who's going to who they're going to call up and say, "Hey, you know, you feel like you're up to to coaching the finishing the college football season for us." I mean, it's a really awkward and unique dynamic that they have with those players who've been through a lot there. They've had a couple of players you know, in their careers there, pass away tragically. Uh, they've been through coaching change. Remember, Mike Leach uh, was there, and he's only, you know, he's only been gone for a year and a half. So it's just a lot of, it's just a lot of, like, uh, uncertainty and, and tumultuous stuff that those players have dealt with, and now this is the latest turn on them. Mm. Uh, last one for you, um, the quarterback switch in Oklahoma, Caleb Williams. What What's Spencer Rattler gonna do is he have any choices i mean the kid obviously was few you know six weeks ago we were talking about you know uh suck for spencer spencer in the nfl for the draft and now he has been replaced and it looks like oklahoma has been born anew in their chance to win a championship what's going on there it is a crazy plot twist uh rich like in the summer he was out here for the elite 11 cam where all the as a counselor, and he was like Ari Gold doing NIL deals left and right. And then, um, you know, people, there was a lot of hype around him. He struggled. And Caleb Williams, who has a lot of a lot of buzz, he was a big-time recruit that they landed out of the Washington, D.C. area. He runs better. He probably has an even stronger arm. He's, you know, can make the Aaron Rodgers kind of crazy off-platform throws. He hit the ground running. I mean, he looked great against Texas. He looked really good since. He's given them a spark, and unless he really stumbles, um, you know, I I'd be surprised if Caleb, Caleb if uh, Spencer Rattler decides to leave OU. I'm not sure that there's going to be enough, you know, it, financial sense for him to try to go leave and become a draft pick because mm. you're not talking about a guy who's who's six four two twenty. They're not going to be like wowed by him. You know, physically, he runs okay, but it's not he's not a great runner. I think that he's probably going to have to transfer someplace else. He jumps in the portal. I'm sure there'll be a ton of interest in him. Um, and then if it comes to that. So it's going to be really fascinating to see what, you know, what the next step is for Spencer Rattler, assuming Caleb Williams doesn't start to really struggle. If he keeps it up, you know, this is Lincoln Riley's next you know, breakout quarterback. And honestly, looking at him physically, just compared to Spencer, like the Spencer stuff, I was a little surprised that people were talking about his first pick in the draft guy, not because of Lincoln Riley's track record, but just, I don't know, there were some, a little bit of question marks. You know, our buddy DJ, Daniel Jeremiah, I think could probably fill in a lot of the gaps on that. Mm-hmm. 
but Caleb Williams has has the wow factor physically in him. Like, wouldn't shock me if he was a first pick in the draft guy a couple of years from now, though. Well, I mean, so, in that, and in that regard, about the difference physically, about wow factor and not. Um, just to finish up for a moment for me here, a lot of my friends and colleagues and fellow alums at Michigan were just ecstatic about the start of the Wolverines this year and where they are and how well positioned they are heading into this game coming off a bye against Northwestern before the gauntlet of the states, Michigan, Penn, and Ohio, come their way. Um, J.J. McCarthy, we're wondering why he keeps popping up in the game. You know, because Cade McNamara has that moxie factor from the old days that I think Jim uh, uh, loves. And he made only one mistake against Nebraska. That's literally one of the only mistakes he's ever made since getting the starting role at Michigan. Like, what, what's the quarterback scenario there that you're I, hearing about? I think he's trying to make sure he has another guy ready. You know, I think, obviously, J.J. has a lot of physical tools. I mean, he's bigger arm. I think there's there's a lot of intrigue with what he can do. I think you want to get him ready. I, uh, honestly, Rich, I also think you want to make sure he's engaged and not thinking, I don't want to sit here for a while and not think I have a chance to play. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, you know, quarterbacks in 2021 where guys aren't going to be a lot of, aren't going to be that patient. And so I think you, you need to make sure he's still engaged because feels like he's the future of the program, whether he's the future, you know, if things don't go great against one of those opponents and they struggle, does he start the second half? I don't know because as they've run the heck out of the football, obviously. And if, you know, they've been able to be more physical than a lot of teams they played to this point, will that work against Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State? We'll see. You know, I, I think that this at least, you know, to me, it's like just, hey, we got to get the other guy ready just in case. And I think that's what, what they've tried to be very judicious in, in his reps and in his game time. All right, as we matriculate our way to November, uh, look for my call. Bruce, we'll, we'll revisit and uh, see how the top ten gets reconfigured between now and our next chat. Thanks for the call. Sounds good. Always a pleasure, Rich. Thanks right back at you. At Bruce Feldman, CFBI. Follow him on Twitter. You should as well from The Athletic and Fox Sports. Again, I know uh, my my viewpoint is an opposing one to many. Too many, to be honest. I still don't understand how a, a head football coach who's got multi-millions in his contract of a an FS and what an FBS programming a program in a Power Five conference says, "I'm not taking the shot, and I'll lose my job over." I, I, I honestly, I, I, it's totally beyond. Like, I am not going to take this shot because you're telling me that I have to, even though I have been immunized against various other diseases that have been eradicated from the planet and are no longer <laughs> plagues because of these vaccination mandates. I will not take this shot because it is new, even though you can look up that the science behind it has been at work in laboratory for decades. I will not do it. And I will tell my kids who I say you must sacrifice for the greater good of the team, I will sacrifice my job. And no longer be with you in the middle of this season because I will not take the shot. I don't get it. 
I will never understand it. And I'm sure people out there will be like, well, you don't understand it because I have freedoms. Yeah, like the freedom to once upon a time that not wear your seatbelt, which we all do now. I, I, I just do not get it. Let's take a break. When we come back, your phone calls that have been waiting. Chris Brockman with a news update. Yes, sir. The Yankees are keeping their manager. We'll talk about that next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, we just stumbled on something. Come on. Hold on a second. Would you rather have Tom Brady for three more years and do what he's doing right now? Plus the one from last that's year. The, that's no, the part of it. You don't get the one from last. Yeah, no, no, no. you would have. You get the no, 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 no. No, because no. Mac wasn't here last year. No, no, no. Hold on a second. I got it. You do have to understand. It's you're getting the Brady and the wins with him. You're not not like Brady at age forty four at forty three as the roster is being redone. All things being equal, you get three more years of Brady and the good times are still rolling, like yeah, the old times. That's the good times. Where you, let's just be let's just be conservative and say you get two out of three, not three out of three. Oh. But you get Mac Jones for twenty, and you don't know what you're getting out of those twenty. But I, but he's going to be on the team for twenty years. Um, if he's on the team for twenty years, guess what? Things are going great. Are they? Good. Aaron Rodgers is going on the team yeah. for seventeen. He's got one, one. Yeah, great. Three MVPs. Things are going great. Okay, but he's got one in the case. Yeah. Brady will give you two and you three. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting from Brady. I'm telling you. Oh. No, that's not how. It I'm works. telling you. <laughs> <laughs> What a good you get Brady, Brady right for now. Three more. Brady right now. Plus, plus, you know, the rest of this year plus two. Mac Jones for twenty. Come on, that's a no brainer. But Chris, you know, Brady's going to play for at least eight more years. So yeah, he's got to look at it like that. Yeah. No. 
He's going to play till he's 51 or something. I can't like believe that. you're telling Tom Brady you don't want him. You're not going to bait me in this. I can't believe you're, you're saying, bait. Tom Brady, we don't want you. He said it. We have it. We don't want you. He doesn't know how tape works. Who's the leading passer in the NFL through six weeks? Who's had the most passing yards? I think that's... Who's on uh, pace for 55 touchdowns? Tampa Bay's quarterback? Yeah, that guy. Great. Who might win it? Great. Another Super Bowl. Great. That great. guy. When you say I, great, I, I don't think you really Tom, mean great. okay? But if, I'm, if, it's a, if it's a three-year situation or a 20-year situation, eh, that's an obvious answer. Let's go to Chris in Virginia because this Chris has been waiting two and a half hours to say something that hopefully is far more compelling than what this Chris just said about he doesn't want Tom Brady anymore, which totally surprises me. What's up, Chris? Uh, gentlemen, how are we, how are we doing? And I, I, so I will couch this by saying I have some. I'm kind of like TJ with the weird alliances. I grew up in Connecticut. We'll, we can dive into that later. I'm with Brockman. I'm a Pats fan. I will take Mac for 20 years. What's up? That's just me. Okay, well, over Brady for three. Yeah, all right, Tom. We don't need over you. Brady. We don't need you. We don't need you. We don't over need your Brady legacy building winning. We don't need that. We don't need it. We don't need it. We're going to start something new. We're going to start something new. It took new. me a long time to come around to that. Okay. But what I what I did call in, and I'm not going to bring up a replay game with MLB. I have an idea as to what Chris was going to get at for overreaction Monday, yesterday, with his lovely person. Okay. I'm a Braves fan. I know exactly where Chris was going to go. Which is? Talking around kind of, which is, are the Dodgers done? Having... Witnessed the Braves lose two 2-0 leads last year, which I think everyone can chalk up to. It's a totally different circumstance. Mm-hmm. And 1996 and Jim Larritz yeah. absolutely killing me. Well, um, it's, it's Walters who killed you, but that's okay. It's Walters if you really want to be, yeah. you know, nit, pick nits. Yeah. But go ahead. What else? What's your, what's your, what's uh, your, what's the finish? What's the... The button. The, the, the finish is I actually I think that with Morton pitching today, you got to go higher register. Go higher register if you're going where you're going. Go higher register because otherwise you're going to jinx your not, team. Uh, go not higher. going with a sweep, <laughs> but I think Max Fried is going to send the Dodgers to go home and uh, have some Waffle House, as Bill Plaschke would like to say. Okay, very good. Chris okay. in Virginia, bringing it, everybody. Was that your overreaction Monday that the Dodgers you know, are finished? You know, guys, I don't remember. I can't believe that you're allowing Sarah veto power as to what your overreaction Monday statements are. I can't believe it. Really? Why? Really? I, I, I've said I can say what oh, I want really? into this microphone. Oh, really? And I will. Uh, please. Please. Yeah, but then you have to go home and deal with it. That's okay. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. I'm happily married. <laughs> I don't, don't want to do that. See, and he's saying everything's going to be fine if the Red Sox win two more and the Braves win two more. I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I doubt it. I hope this happens because, <laughs> because that means one of you is going to be happy. Right. That's true. That's, That's a good way to look at it. And it, we hope it's Sarah. We Both hope, of us. We hope that like we this hope whole business of this whole business he's playing with house money, how great is this? It is, 
He won't care. You know, Chris, He'll I'm be a, happy if the Braves beat the Red Sox. I'm a fan of Sarah's. In a World Series you didn't expect. But I'm also a Mets fan, which means I traditionally don't like the Braves because they've just done us dirty for about 20 years straight. You so. mean the fact that Chipper Jones named his kid Shay? We you didn't have to bring his name up, Rich. That was, that was that, unnecessary. By the like, way, you didn't have to did, say Chipper Jones. He did name Jones. his kid Shay. <laughs> okay? So I don't have a whole lot of love for the Braves. Let's put it that I mean, Dale Murphy used to be my favorite player back in the day. Yeah, it's but. because the Braves and the Mets were really not, you know. Yeah. Well, because back Dale in Murphy the, didn't even think of naming his child Shay. Yeah. Plus, back in the day, you had to, the box, you'd have WTBS. If so Chipper played games. right now and he rounded home plate at City Field, if he was knock on board, you know, he would scream at the guy with the thumbs down guy. <laughs> I, own I, own I own you. I own you. I still <laughs> own you. How did this get turned to a Mets thing? You didn't mention the Mets that you I know, don't like but the then I was trying to be on your side, and then you kind of flipped it all to me. <laughs> get it back to him. This is about him. Like, you know? <laughs> By the way, it's not bad to be about him because his team's two games, two wins from the World Friggin' Series. Yo. He's enjoyed way too much sports success lately. So go break. Look, Anyone look, but Brockman win look, it again. Look, if the Sox win the World Series this year, you will be like, incorrigible. Yeah. Don't talk to me, man. Because for people that don't I'm know, it's going to be rough to be around. For as much as you think <laughs> he loves the Patriots, and he does love the Patriots, you guys yeah. have no idea. He loves the Red Sox. Sox this much more like, than he loves the Patriots. Don't let so. that happen. I will be rough to be around. <laughs> do you want to? If if the Red Sox win a World Series, do you want us to bring a cart in here and we'll give you a ride around? Yes. Yeah, I'll go. There's a Ralph's up the street. We'll go grab yes. a cart. I I'll take him on the duck boat. I might have to request <laughs> some days boat. off to go to the. We'll games. go Marina Del Rey. We'll do a little duck boat parade. Marina Del Rey. Just don't let. The well, maybe they come here. Maybe That's maybe not, they come whoa. here. Okay. If you want, if you want to see the World Series here, Chris. You for your Red already. Sox, there. if you want to see the World Series here so you can see them here, then tell me what the overreaction Monday idea was oh. that you were still refused <laughs> to do even it. Admit, admit that you remember. Do it. What just, was it? What's that? The just, Braves, you know, the Braves, the, the Braves, I've got, I've the Braves older. are going to win the World Series? The thing is I've gotten older and like yeah. my son, lack of sleep. He's got to be yeah. 530 he again today. He Biloba. Like I just, don't, Biloba. I just don't remember. Give me some of that ginseng. Uh, do you have a news update for me over there? Schwarber's ball still hasn't landed yet from last night. Yeah, careful. First pitch in Chavez Ravine for the Chavez. for the Braves to go up 3-0 and make it even closer. All right, let's hit the news update right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hit it. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brock. Chris Brock. I still can't believe that Tom Brokaw takes time out of his busy emeritus life yeah, to do something like that. That's big time, bro. It is. Yeah, I mean it's inaccurate what he said, but it's distinguished. Is he going to get? Uh, is he also going to get broadsided in uh, the correct tell-all book that's coming out? Every, Here she's taking. By the way, it, taking everyone's down. taking shrapnel on that thing. I know. Jeez. It's like emailing Bruce Allen. Well, apparently it was only John Gruden. Uh, okay, so huge game on Thursday night coming up. We got the Browns and the Broncos. However, Cleveland is really banged up, guys. Yeah, this just so, in. So, so Nick Chubb is not going to play again. He's already been ruled out. He has. This is on top of Kareem Hunt being placed on injured reserve with his injured calf. Please muscle. say the name of the linebacker who also got put on injured reserve. Um, <laughs> his first name is Jeremiah. I yeah. think Brown fans know. I think Brown fans know who he is. So I'm just get Jeremiah. He's on injured reserve. This is why. This is why Brokaw, you know, needs to have his arm twisted to do the open <laughs> to the news. A Wusu 
Koromoa? Yeah, very good. That wasn't that bad. That wasn't, that bad. wasn't see? That just, wasn't you bad. can do it. It's in you. That wasn't that bad. Varroa. Uh, but let's talk about the quarterback. So Baker Mayfield, <laughs> as we know. American Koromoa. <laughs> pretty funny. Good one. By the way, that horse owes me so much. American Faroa. That's the one. Um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, we know, got hit by J.J. Watt, separated his left shoulder again. That's the second time that's happened this season. Now, Baker Mayfield talked today. Uh, the Browns are hoping he can avoid surgery, which would end his season. Baker Mayfield said today, quote, it's my decision. I get to say whether I yes. play or not, and that's just how it is. Here we go. Now just plant that flag on the Broncos, man. He just planted the flag on the training staff. Jeez. Beat writer saying, obviously, the injury not season-ending. The team doesn't want him to have surgery. Hey, he man, to I don't, you, go Keenum Baker Mayfield. you go Baker Mayfield. You go Baker Mayfield. Because, honestly, he doesn't have his long-term contract yet. He does not. So if the Browns are the ones saying, hey, we're concerned about your long-term health, and he's like the one saying, well, you don't give me a long-term contract. You let me handle it until that point in time. I get to decide whether I play. I am playing for my team. You know? And I like it. That's the sort of moxie I want to see from him on a field when the Broncos come in. And then do it again against the Steelers and then the Bengals because they're coming for you. That's for sure. More bad news for the Ravens. Uh, their stud left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, season-ending injury reserve. Unbelievable. Hurt his ankle. He's out for the year. How that many people can the Ravens lose to injured reserve In is that the question. Position, and the answer is yet another. Left tackle? I, I said this yesterday. I'll repeat it again. Um, it is remarkable that they are 5-1. and one. As a matter of fact, they have the longest winning streak in the AFC right now. They lost week one, and they've won five in a row, which is what the Bills could have matched last night but did not. The Packers have won five in a row. We all know the longest winning streak currently in the NFL belongs to that of the undefeated team in Arizona. So, you know, they're 5-0 and five in, in their last five weeks, replacing, I mean, their running back core was on everybody else's team when the season began or on – on, on the couch. Yeah. Crazy. Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, who scored, and Devontae Freeman. ATC at the crib. Mm-hmm. And they're 5-1 and one with that, and Lamar is just getting better. Now they lose Ronnie Stanley. You know they trade Orlando Brown to, to, the, uh, to the Chiefs. To yeah. the Chiefs because, he you know, they said to... he wanted to be a left tackle, and they're like, well, we got Ronnie Stanley. We signed him in a long-term deal, and now he's out. Oh, my word. Terrible. All right, more bad news uh, for Buffalo. So they lost the game last night, and then they're going to lose their tight end for a little bit. Dawson uh, Knox, huh? Dawson Knox broke a bone in his hand. Before he flipped that before, two-pointer, right? Yeah, a couple plays before he threw the Philly special two-pointer. Uh, but the team is hopeful that he won't miss much time. Small bone in the hand, so maybe he'll only... The Bills have a bye week coming up, so he might be back in a couple weeks. Jeez. Uh, Giants news, Rich. Allen tried to call off the play, according to Mike Garofolo of NFL Media Group. But Knox said no. And as Josh Allen said, that's why we love him. Yeah, if you look at the replay, he doesn't have a full grip on the ball. He kind of shot puts it. Yeah, Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. He kind of did shove it. On the throw. Interesting. Now that makes sense. Okay. Uh, More bad news for the Giants, Rich, uh, and our fantasy team. Kadarius Toney. So the New York Daily News saying that this ankle injury that looked like a simple sprain there on the opening drive after he was uh, kind of dominating, quote, more serious than a simple sprain. So let's keep an eye out. 
on that this week. This guy has big breakout. He potential. does. He's breaking his ankle and other people's ankles. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the Giants just cannot catch a break. Did you see that the game plan, apparently, for the Giants and the Rams was heavy on Kadarius Toney? That they were basically centering everything around him. That's why he had three tar- three catches for almost 40 yards right, early on, and then poof, it's gone. They uh, can't protect their quarterback. They can't surround him with enough healthy playmakers, and that's going to be a wrap. Uh, Titans uh, injury last night. Caleb Fairley, their rookie cornerback, tore his ACL out oh. for the season. Boy, aren't you a rosy sunshine over there, huh? I'm just can telling you, you the news. some good news? I'm Brock? just telling you the news. Uh, tell them the good news, the news you find so good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Tell yeah. Everybody. Tell everybody. You got it. New York. Keep going down your... Keep going oh, down yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I'm so good. This is actually great. I'm really happy for you guys. I know that you kind of checked out on baseball, but look, you can... Baseball? What's baseball? You can oh, feel good when you put your head on the pillow tonight and sleep well, knowing that your manager, the guy who leads your team, no World Series victories in now 12 years... Aaron Boone is coming back. Three-year extension. Congrats, guys. Really happy for you. Now, let me just. What do you mean? Let me just. I need to. I need to. I need to jog my memory. This is. What what uh, sport are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Which team and which sport? This is the New York Yankees. Oh. Yeah. Baseball. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it's not. It's not my. Well, I mean, I'm the father here, so it's not my my Yankees of uh, of your. Where if it was uh, Hal's dad was around, I mean Aaron Boone. Aaron, Be- Aaron Boone would have been back on baseball tonight a long time ago. He'd be making chips at Tito's Tacos. Did on you the hear what? Did you hear right what Cashman said? Well, Cash, Cashman, Cashman loves him, and and I don't it's blame like, Cashman for loving him because he is the perfect extension of whatever Brian Cashman wants it's to like, do in this era doing? of he picks the players. And he not only picks yeah. the players that are on the roster, he picks the players as to where they get in the game and when they get in the game. He's doing Aaron Boone's doing what every other manager in Major League Baseball is doing, which is having a say. The team will say they have a say. And then the say is just one vote. I mean, you're hearing it's just like one big mad lib, fill in the blank. You're yeah. seeing this, you're seeing this story with Dave Roberts right now. You know, just he's got one vote, and the vote always comes back with whatever it takes to not <laughs> allow your manager to have gut and feel and do what we all used to think was baseball growing up and go out and do your best to execute that plan and then eat it when it doesn't work in front of the media and do a great job with the media because you're a likable guy and you have a history of your own success as a player. I mean, am I, am I describing Dave Roberts to you too? Yeah. All right, so right few, now, so, and, and so so again, that's that's what it is, and it's it, is it is it Boone's fault that in the middle of the season, their closer forgot how to pitch, or that their stud, three hundred million dollar pitcher, Fair. suddenly in the game where it all came down to, only went two innings. Is that really? Well, I guess you could say it's Boone's fault for taking him out of that game in two innings, but you saw where that was going. No, yeah, that was going down. Uh, honestly. So, so, so some details. Okay, I know Yankee so. fans love to blame this guy, but it really is. It's Cashman's plan. And they got, before you get into that, hold on a minute. The days of baseball, and I'm like having a problem with this. I'm, I, I, need to, I need therapy. <laughs> I do. The days of the Yankees having three, four starters and riding with them 
and going for it, like back in the day with Tory and everyone else and Cashman, it's over. It's over. Like, that's why, you know, you're going with Jordan Montgomery and Jamison Tyone and hoping that any of these other guys, like Corey Kluber off of the, you know, injury scrap heap and hoping that those are the guys that can get you through it. But it doesn't matter anymore, I guess. Just give me four. And then I'll take all these arms and get it to a closer who stopped throwing strikes in the middle of a season. So, so, Boone, so Boone is now... How's that uh, Boone's fault? He signed through 2024, team option for 25. Cashman only has a contract through the 2022 season. Well, that's so. a problem for Boone. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes That's there. a problem for Boone. And I don't understand why the Yankees would let Cashman choose the guy to stay. If he's not going to be if around. If he's not going to be around. If you're not... You, you should re-sign Cashman through 2025, too. If that's your plan, Hal. But again... It's just your concern with my concern with the Cowboys that would be there if I didn't think Jerry Jones would, you know, give his whatever to get another championship. Do the Yankees make more money on their outside business or the Yankees winning a championship? You got to wonder. That's a good question. That's what I'm wondering. Good, that's what I that's what I am wondering. Good so, stat here. I'm sure you saw it, Rich. The last time the Yankees manager was allowed to do a fifth season without a World Series ring, 1922. That's what I'm saying. George would have had Aaron Boone back on baseball tonight. He he would be sitting next to Carl Ravitch instead of Aaron Judge <laughs> in two seconds flat. But it's a different era. It's a different world, man. And again, when I grew up. George M. Steinbrenner III had the New York Yankees. That's it. And he had the back pages, and it stunk sometimes. It really did. He screwed it up, and it was really annoying, and it was really frustrating. But you knew the Yankees would always have the money to do it. And the Yankees have the money to do it now, but I'm just wondering. They got everything else. They're selling name rights. They're doing this. They're doing that. But it's a different world. And it's cash and Cashman and the analytics team has the conduit that they like a lot because he's very likable. He does he does very well with the media, very well. And the number of times that the Yankees this year got absolutely destroyed in the ninth inning because the pitching wasn't that good enough, and the number of times that they had their guts ripped out, but then came back the next night and won. Don't forget. They, were. they lost the Field of Dreams game yeah. and then won 13 in a row after it. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of my compadres love blaming Boone, but it's really the guy upstairs who picks the groceries and then picks when the groceries need to be unpacked and placed in the cart. I shouldn't have brought up the cart because it just reminds me of the Red Sox and that pisses me <laughs> off even more. <laughs> Over under cart rides tonight. Shut up. <laughs> Let's go to the break. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Let's you know go. Charge. Oh, hey, man. Schwarbs. Lifetime contract. Schwarbach. Schwarbs. Schwarbach. What up, kid? Come on, kid. Cora's right. still cheating. I'm, I'm sick to my stomach. <laughs> it's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Ben in Mississippi, let's take your call. What's up, Ben? You Rich, there? Rich. What's up, crew? Ben? How are you? What's up, Ben? Ben, what's up? I'm on the injury report. What happened? So, first, let's put a pin in it. I'll come back to that in just a second. So, Rich, I'm roughly half your age. But if you're a dinosaur, I'm a dinosaur as well. Because watching postseason baseball is both eccentric and also just frustrating because the late Sparky Anderson would be just absolutely like the way games are micromanaged. He, Captain Hook himself would think, man, I don't know what you all are doing, but the way you're doing it, you're not managing yourself in the games. You're managing yourself out of games. So when it comes to baseball takes, I'm on your side in the way it is frustrating how it goes. Now, going back to why I'm on the injury report, I need some help from RES Consultant. And don't worry, the check's in the mail. Don't cash <laughs> it Friday. Don't cash it till Friday. Rich, how do we fix the New York Giants? Oh. And here's what I mean. You know, I am a fan of Joe Judge, but I don't want to end up like Murph, so I'm going to keep it clean about Dave Gilbert. You can't fire one and not the other, because if, if you bring somebody from the outside in, right, then you end up with a red-headed stepchild in Joe Judge. So how do you fix the New York Giants? I don't know. And ben, 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 I don't have the answer. They've just got to play this season out and then and then huddle up and say, you know, do, do we have the right pieces? The problem is, is that it costs a lot of money to keep Daniel Jones as a uh, as an, a quarterback with that fifth year option, do you pick him up? Or do you not? And then, you know, that's down the road. What they have to do is start winning games right now. And the problem is, is that they're so banged up. Thanks for the call, Ben. I apologize, uh, but we're at the end of our show here. There's no fix right now. You're not going to fire Joe Judge in the middle of the season and put Jason Garrett there and hope for the best. I mean, just 
You just got to get healthy and start winning games. You started one and seven last year, and things turned around. Maybe, maybe that's the same thing. You got an extra regular season game to throw at it. Problem is, last year one and seven kept you in the mix because everyone else stunk. You know, one and seven, you have no shot. You're done with the playoffs. You're done this year because you don't have a shot at uh, at your division. Don't have that. So Baker Mayfield, let's hear the soundbite. This is what Baker had to say about his shoulder. Let's roll it. Let's roll Baker Mayfield from today. You said you expect to play. What will what will tell you that you can't or that you shouldn't? Um, I think you know whenever you do decide to get some of these reps and throw the pads on and simulate these throws, these game throws. Uh, you know, if I if I'm not able to do you know and be a hundred percent, then that, that's that's where I'd be at. You know, if I I have to make that decision, only I know how my body feels. Um, and if anyone questions whether you know. I'm hindering the team and going out there injured. That's just not right. So it's my decision. I get to say, you know, whether I'm able to play or not, and that's just how it is. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm, I don't know if the coaching staff will uh, – they should love that. He wants to play, put him out there. He's the one without the long-term contract. You don't sign him yet. He gets to decide, I'll put things at risk. You don't have to tell me, don't be so risky. We, you know, you can hurt your long-term career. Well, if you're so concerned about long-term career, where's that – Contract. You know? They need to start winning. I I, I understand that. I understand that. But do you think they have a better chance to win with him or Case Keenum on Thursday night? If he's not healthy. Well, it's his determination as to whether he's not. He says, I won't go out there if I'm, if I'm not healthy enough. I know how I feel and how I know my body. That's it. Don't worry about, you know, whether I need surgery if I hurt myself again long term. At least that's the way I interpret it. Follow the leader. He's a leader. Follow him. Let's go. Let's go. You should beat the Denver Broncos. Let's go. Yes, you should. With all those guys out? Yep. Let's go. Ooh. Let's go. That's the way I'm viewing it. Let's go. I'm going the other way. Okay, then. You and I have been on opposite ends. I know. All day well, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to fight with you. You're fighting. It's tearing us apart. You, like <laughs> Jeez. Just, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to show up in sweats tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, do it, Rich. I show up in shorts. By the way, there's, there's almost a hundred percent chance I will wear sweatpants. Sweats to work. Wednesday. Larry go. David showing up yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. In studio, Larry David, LD, join us tomorrow on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. 